Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom Podcast, where every mom can find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. You'll hear interviews with all kinds of moms who are learning how to navigate motherhood. Most of all, you'll learn that you have a partner in motherhood, a loving Heavenly Father who wants you to succeed and is always there to help you in your most important work as a mother. And now, here's your host, my mom, Darla Trendler. Welcome to the very first episode of the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast. My name is Darla Trendler, and I am going to be the host of this podcast. And on this episode, I just wanted to introduce myself and tell you a little bit about what the podcast is going to be about. So I am married to an amazing husband, and I have four kids. Their ages are 18, 16, 14, and 10. So as you can see, I am in the middle of teenagers and I actually really love it. I, you ask anybody that I know, I'm always saying how much I love teenagers. It's hard and challenging, and it's totally different than having preschoolers and toddlers and elementary kids, but I really love it. We are a really busy family. All of our kids are at an age where they're involved in extracurricular activities. So we do everything from orchestra and piano to wrestling and tumbling. And I spend a lot of time in the car in the afternoon and evening but I also now have two drivers. That's the benefits of having teenagers. And it's wonderful that they can help me out with all that running around. So while my kids are at school, I work from home as a freelance editor and writer. And my husband and I also own a business. He primarily runs that business and he works a lot of hours doing it. I help him on the side whenever I can with marketing and other, other things that I can take off of his plate. It really is a family business. Um, because all of our kids work in the business as well. They're old enough that they can all contribute. They do everything from managing Facebook ads to doing data entry, accounting work. They run errands. They do maintenance work and also cleaning. That's one of the things that's really important to our family is to teach our kids to work hard. And we also have a parenting philosophy, my husband and I, that the goal is not to raise great kids. It's to raise kids who become great adults. And that is actually a quote by Andy Andrews. So basically, we don't want our kids to come back to live in our basement. So we do a lot of things to teach skills to our children, like budgeting, household responsibilities, working, academics, etc., to help our kids to be prepared for life outside of our home. We aren't perfect parents. Um, You can ask our kids. We make a ton of mistakes, and we're constantly regrouping and moving forward. And I have to say one thing about motherhood that I have noticed is that just when you think you've got something figured out, Life changes, seasons change, kids change, whatever, and we feel like we're starting over. So overall, I want you to know that I don't believe I have motherhood all figured out. I am learning and growing just like you. So let me tell you about the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast and what it's going to be. I'm going to be interviewing a different mom each week, and each guest is going to tell her story of motherhood. And the one thing that all of those guests will have in common is that they will share how they've discovered a partnership with God in motherhood. So I really want Spiritually Minded Mom to be a place where you can find joy, hope, and God's hand in motherhood. That is my number one goal. I just want to remind you and all moms that God is there. Motherhood is divine and he's there for each of us. So as I have been inviting moms to come on the podcast and asking them to share about how they partner with God in motherhood, I've thought a lot about what my story is and how I have felt God helping me as a mother. And one of the most profound and impactful ways I've seen God's hand in my mothering is with my third child. Now, I will tell you that at first, I didn't want to share this story. Very few people know of the struggles my son has faced, and it's his story. 
and I have never planned to share it. I've always thought that when he was ready to tell people about it, he could tell them, but it was not going to be my story to share. But I had a couple of experiences that made it very clear that this is what God wanted me to share because it illustrates really well how God has been my partner in motherhood, which is exactly what I want this podcast to be about. And I do want you to know my son is 14 and I have talked with him and he has given me permission to share the experiences I have had raising him and helping him deal with some issues that he has had to face. So my son, his name is Michael and he's my third child. And I, I, I have four kids, but I will tell you that the third one was the kicker. Like that was a really hard time just going from two kids to three. Maybe some of you can relate to that. But when he was born, his siblings were four and two, and it was really a crazy time in our life. Um, around the time that he was born, my husband was transitioning to starting our business, and he was also working full-time at the airline, down at the airport, throwing bags onto airplanes so that we could have health insurance. Um, it was a decision that we made together. We knew that the sacrifice would be worth it, but he was never home. And here I had these, I had a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a newborn, and it was really, really a hard time in my life. I often look back and think, I don't even remember that first year of Michael's life because it was really kind of a crazy time. So while my other two babies had been really pretty easy, Michael had colic and he cried all the time. He was really hard to comfort and I was sleep deprived and barely hanging on most of the time. And as he grew up, we started to notice that he had a lot of fears and anxieties. He always sought for things in his little world to be perfect. He liked to line things up perfectly. He would take his cars in the playroom and line them all up against the wall. And he was also really hard on himself when he didn't do something just right. I also, looking back, can see that he had a hard time showing affection, and he didn't like to be touched or hugged, and he certainly wasn't freely giving hugs. He also didn't eat anything except for pizza and pancakes, and I'm really not exaggerating. He hated fruits and vegetables, and he would not touch them. You know, everyone had a remedy for it. Everyone would tell me, you know, just don't give him anything else to eat, and eventually he'll eat fruits and vegetables, and he's just picky, and he'll grow out of it. That was always the advice that I got, and I believed it, but really it never happened. He never grew out of that. He had extreme fears as well, especially of dogs. He wouldn't go to the home of anyone who had a dog. So this limited the amount of friends that he had. He would get anxious and break out sweating if he saw a dog from the car. So he was inside the car, but if he'd see a dog on the side of the road, he would kind of freak out. Uh, he would run and scream when a dog showed up at the park while he was playing. And it didn't matter if it was just a little dog or a big dog. Um, what, if the dog was wagging its tail and looked friendly, it didn't matter. He was petrified. He also had a lot of fear and anxiety about doing anything risky. Uh, he didn't want to try sports or climb trees like most boys his age. He was very afraid of being hurt. And as he grew, my husband and I would talk to him about his fears, his anxieties, and his eating issues. And he, Michael always expressed a desire to change and do better. And we tried a lot of different things, but nothing ever seemed to stick or to work. When Michael was about 10, things started to really spiral down quickly. He was going through puberty with a changing body and emotions on top of all the other things he was dealing with. He was struggling in friendships. He wasn't eating anything that was good for him, and he was at a breaking point. I vividly remember one night when my husband and I had a long talk with him in our bedroom. We prayed with him, and we read some scriptures together, and, and, we finally shared, and he finally shared with us that he wanted to change, but he just didn't know how. I knew in that instant that his desire was pure, but that he couldn't do it on his own. Up to this point, we had been the only ones that had ever talked to him about the issues. And my husband and I had talked about together, we had talked about getting him some outside help. So that night we asked him if he'd be willing to go talk to someone about everything that was going on. And he said that he was ready to do that. 
Now, I have to back up in this part of the story and say that getting our son outside help was my husband's idea. I was totally against it for a long time. And my thought was, I'm his mother. I know what's best for him. All he needs is me. Um, I had always thought that therapy wasn't necessary. All you needed was to trust God and pray and read your scriptures and you could get the help you needed. It was really hard for me to come to terms with the fact that as a mom, I couldn't fix everything on my own. But in the midst of all my stubbornness, this is when I really started to feel God guiding me. One night while all of all this was going on, we went out to, on a date with a couple of, of couples that we knew that we were friends with. And somehow we started talking about anxiety and both of my friends shared with me the struggles they had had with their own kids, which I didn't know that they had struggled with that and talked about some of the things that they had done about it. Shortly after that, God gave me a personal and very spiritual experience where I was able to see a small glimpse of what my son's life might be like if we didn't get him the help he needed right now. I felt an urgency that this had to happen right now. And I didn't really like that little glimpse that I got. It wasn't um, a happy thing. God whispered to my heart that it was okay that I couldn't fix this on my own. He told me that therapy was right and he wanted me to take the next step to get my son help. So one night I took the step and I texted my friend, one of the ones that I had been out to dinner with, and told her what was going on and she gave me tons of resources and places to check out. She also gave me a lot of encouragement and showed me a lot of love and I was really grateful for that. I also felt prompted to make an appointment with our pediatrician. It was weird going to the pediatrician's office without any kids, but I made the appointment and went to talk to him. He gave me some great advice as well, and much of it lined up with what my friend had told me. God also put other people in my life that helped us and guided us, even if they didn't know it, and I was finally ready to move on to the next step. After researching and saying a lot of prayers, we made an appointment with a pediatric psychiatrist. The first appointment was so hard. So first, the doctor went over a huge assessment that we had filled out previously and then asked me and my husband tons of questions about Michael and and his childhood and different things that had happened. If there was anything that we could think of that had triggered this and um, any of his anxieties, and we really couldn't think of anything, but I do remember telling her that I had taken him off of baby food pretty young um, because we were broke and I didn't want to buy baby food anymore. That was the simple reason. And I thought maybe that had contributed to his palate not developing normally or something to to do with his eating issues. The appointment was very overwhelming and it was really heavy to say the least. But in the second half of the appointment, the doctor turned her attention to our son and she asked him about his fears and his anxieties. And I was so proud of him. He was emotional, but he willingly shared everything with her. He was officially diagnosed with anxiety and later on with Tourette's. He has had both vocal and physical movement tics, but they've lessened in the past year and most people don't even know that he has them. He really isn't just a picky eater and he has some sensory issues around eating. So it's been two plus years since that first appointment with my son and he has grown and made so much progress. He went to therapy, which included hypnosis several times a month at first, and now he only goes a few times a year. He's smart and excels at school. He has friends at school and in the neighborhood. And he will even go to anyone's house now, even if they have a dog, which is huge. Um, He still has issues and struggles. Like just a couple weeks ago, he went to a neighbor's house and pretty much got chased out of the neighbor's house by their dog and ran all the way home. And I wasn't sure how he was going to react. And he did get scared and he did admit, you know, I ran away and that's probably not what I should have done. But the difference was that he didn't feel hopeless 
he knows his progress won't be perfect, and he, but he knows that there's things that he can do to deal with the setbacks, and that's what he's learned in therapy. He's been the captain of his National Academic League team at his junior high, and I've watched him be a leader to the members of his team. People gravitate to him. He naturally knows how to help them. He would never have been able to do that before. So he still has a lot of issues with food, but he is slowly trying more and more things and learning to, to deal with the issues that he has. The other night, I just wanted to stand up and cheer when we made, I made chimichangas, which he has never eaten. And for the first time he took half a chimichanga, he ate the whole thing and said he liked it. And I was so happy. Um, we're still working on the fruits and vegetables and he has a long way to go, but he's progressing and I know he will get there. He's doing wrestling and he isn't afraid of getting hurt. He's performing on the piano and the cello and he doesn't beat himself up when he makes a mistake. And he's not afraid to get up in front of people um, to perform. And most importantly, he willingly and glad, gladly gives me the very best hugs almost every day. And um, that was something that he would never have done when he was younger. And, and I love and look forward to those big Michael hugs. So I sat him down the other day and to talk to him about my sharing his story on the podcast and asking his permission. And I also told him about the glimpse I had had of what his life could have been like without help. I had never told him that before. And we took that opportunity to talk about his mission in life and the strengths he has that God can use to help others and that sharing his story might help someone else. I really felt the spirit as we talked together. I felt overwhelmed with gratitude that Heavenly Father guided me gave me a patient husband, put people in my path, and answered my prayers for my son. I've grown as a mother. I know that I don't have to rely on myself. I have God to guide me, and he can help me know the right path to take in mothering each of my children. I've also learned that therapy is great. Sometimes we need it, and there's nothing wrong or shameful with that. I've developed a lot more compassion for people who suffer from anxiety or depression. And through this experience with Michael and many others in my 18 years of motherhood, I've learned that God is my partner in motherhood. So that's my story. And obviously there are lots of little ways every day that I feel God guiding me in motherhood. To conclude, I want to leave you with a quote. This is by a modern day apostle. His name is Jeffrey R. Holland. And I hope that as I read this quote, it's a little bit long, but I hope that you'll feel how much God loves you and how important your role as a mother is. So this is what he says. You can't possibly do this alone, but you do have help. The master of heaven and earth is there to bless you. He who resolutely goes after the lost sheep, sweeps thoroughly to find the lost coin, waits everlastingly for the return of the prodigal son. Yours is the work of salvation, and therefore you will be magnified, compensated, made more than you are and better than you have ever been as you try to make honest effort, however feeble you may sometimes feel that to be. Remember, remember all the days of your motherhood. You have not come thus far, save it were by the word of Christ, with unshaken faith in him, relying wholly upon the merits of him who is mighty to save. And then he goes on and says, Rely on him, rely on him heavily, rely on him forever, and press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope. You are doing God's work. You are doing it wonderfully well. He is blessing you and he will bless you even, no, especially, when your days and your nights may be the most challenging. Like the woman who anonymously, meekly, perhaps even with hesitation and some embarrassment, fought her way through the crowd just to touch the hem of the master's garment, so Christ will say to the woman who worry and wonder and sometimes weep over their responsibility as mothers, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole, and it will make your children whole as well.
Don't you just love that quote? I love it. And I hope that you'll tune in every week and get the reminder that God is your partner in motherhood, that motherhood is divine. Remember that you are doing God's work and you are doing it wonderfully well. I know you have a million things to do, and I'm grateful you took the time to listen to today's podcast. I hope the episode helped you to know God is your partner in motherhood. For show notes, head over to spirituallymindedmom.com. And for more motherhood inspiration, follow along on Instagram, at spirituallymindedmom. If you enjoyed the podcast, share it with a friend. And I would love it if you'd leave a review and rate it on iTunes. This helps more moms to find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. Have an amazing day, and remember, you are doing God's work, and you are doing it wonderfully well.